0: A lot of times people will bring us deals from these other areas that might fit our criteria. And we realize right away, well, who's going to be our property manager up there. And it seems like that's really one of the the key components in us operating well with the deal is it's like, is a good property manager because you're Mm going to rely on them to be the boots on the ground, to be the bad guy with the tenants and have to fire staff. And that that sort of thing. And and we, we picked our first property manager we picked, we fell in love with the vice president was a great guy. We were ready to go. And then just to come find out that people were like, uh, they don't perform well. They don't push um, what they need to. And thank goodness we didn't actually move forward with them. But I would say if you're going to do anything, find a good property manager.
1: Welcome back everyone to the passive road to retirement podcast. I'm your host, Andrew Jarrett. Today, we have two guests, Andrew Moore and George Klein. Hello. Andrew is the founder of Hillcreek Capital and has over nine years real estate investing experience. He began investing in single family homes while living in Northern Colorado. Currently, he's a general partner on 1,038 units. Andrew's passionate about helping others and fostering financial stewardship. George has been a successful entrepreneur for the last 25 years, starting several businesses, specializing in internet and networking. He's traveled all over the US and several European countries, supporting companies such as Apple and Adobe. In the past two years, he's focused on larger multifamily housing and currently has over 1,100 units under management. Andrew and George, thanks so much for being here and welcome to the show.
0: Heck yeah. yeah. Awesome. Glad to be here. Appreciate Rachel, you having us to
1: on. Done. Thanks for making the time. Yeah. So you guys obviously have a lot going on, looking at a lot of deals right now. It's pretty uh, pretty hot market. What are you guys most excited about right now? And on the other hand, is anything you know keeping you up at night? <laughs> well,
2: <laughs> I don't. Well, you know, just just the excitement of you know what I what I think 2022 has uh, to offer or has in store for us. Um, 2021 was a great year. Um, So, you know, I think a lot of the work, the time and energy we put in uh, last year, you know, we think we're going to uh, get to see a lot of the benefits of that hard work this year, at least, you know, we're, we're working and kind of preparing for, uh, for some, some fun times there. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, I think a lot of people in the industry have a lot, a lot of, you know, a a new energy, you know, with the, the beginning of the new year, Uh, People are looking for deals, deal flows uh, picking up, and then there's a lot of people looking to get involved in deals. So
0: yeah, we're excited.
1: That's awesome. George, anything uh, you want to add or anything?
0: Well, yeah, what keeps us up at night, Uh, we just, we signed a new, uh, got a new apartment complex under contract right at the end of the year. Um, Congratulations. It's a nice size, 256 units, and uh, it's quite a large raise of equity we have to get. And Andrew asked me, goes, does this amount make you nervous? My answer was absolutely. <laughs> Anything that ends with millions, even though, we, you know, we work in those now, it's still, mm-hmm. still a little nerve wracking. So
1: <laughs> for sure. Yeah, it can always be a little scary. <laughs> Definitely. Now you guys uh, both have different backgrounds in real estate. What made you decide to go multifamily? And, you know, is that, is that your favorite kind of investment now versus the other, other kinds?
0: Thank yeah, you. for me, uh, I've done some things, single family home. I did some student housing, uh, you know, sold some notes, held some notes on some properties. Um, but was trying to help my dad out with his retirement. He was a pastor for 40 plus years, had a fairly meager retirement and tried to figure out a way to grow that quickly. And so we got back into real estate after, you know, a couple decades of me stepping away from it mm-hmm. and uh, just kind of went through all the bells and whistles, you know, single family homes all the way up. And it just seemed like scaling single family homes was a lot more work than, than we wanted to do. We didn't want to be landlords. Um, yeah. so looked at smaller multifamily and realized, shoot, if we're going to go that way, we might as well go big. And, uh, so started that in around 2020 and wasn't until I met up with Andrew, you know, COVID hit in 2020 and all the lockdowns and such and real estate market mm-hmm. kind of freezing for a while. wasn't until I connected with him that, uh, things really took off and he helped change a lot of my mindset, helped me think, uh, I could do more than I thought I could. And mm-hmm. it's, it's just been a great thing. And so that's, that's what's really, uh, it's been just a, a little over a year that he and I've been working together and that's, what's really ignited my real estate experience.
1: Oh, that's great.
2: Yeah. So I had, um, a few years of, you know, single family, like single family rental experience, you know, I had, you know, over, I guess the last eight years had picked up a few single family rentals, um, and had some really you know, great successes with those and then had some huge headaches. And I think i I learned uh you know how to select the market it was one of the big take takeaways for me with one of those sad stories of the fourplex in a bad place but uh really you know that that all kind of uh led to me discovering multifamily you know the whole idea of scaling with multifamily and then was uh just fortunate enough to find a group of folks that were committed to uh excellence and religious integrity, and then they they were going for it and uh so that kind of gave me the confidence uh uh to to pursue it as well. And, uh, as George mentioned, you know, we, uh, you know, ended up meeting at one of the, uh, the, I guess the events that the, the group had put on and, uh, the rest is history.
1: That's awesome. Yeah. Now with, the uh, with single family, did you find that the management was one of the hardest things, you know, versus a big syndication or what, you know, what was your most struggles there?
2: I, th- I think my, my biggest struggle was, yeah, the, uh, I was trying to be like 2 hands-on, and I was I was doing it from a distance. Um, oh, okay. So long-distance real estate investing is um, is kind of hard to do, uh, just in general. Um, but you know, one unit uh, working with a property management property manager, uh, ca- and cash flow is tight, and you know, finances are are tight. That that definitely wasn't a comfortable place to
0: be in at the time. Yeah. So. <laughs>
1: One big repair, and there goes your cash flow, you know on the single yep. family right
0: yeah. <laughs> well, it's funny because yeah Andrew, were your single family homes up here in Colorado?
2: I had a few up in Colorado, which is essentially zero cash flow <laughs> um, but then <laughs> exactly. my 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 supposed cash cow uh in St Louis didn't quite
0: uh, ever pay.
3: <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah
0: yeah <laughs> yeah I, I live up in uh about an hour north of Denver, which is Andrew used to live and work up in this area. We didn't know each other back then, but he owned some properties not far from here. Um, and when I got back into real estate, we got one here and did some, you know, like student housing, room by room rentals. It's about the only way to make any sort of cash flow up here. Like, as you said, you know, mm-hmm. uh, prices are so expensive up here. And people buy for appreciation, which they do, but that's that's kind of a hard model um, unless you've got some money just to sink into that. So I was doing some long distance um investing as well. And I'd built an, an okay team um, mm-hmm. over in Ohio, but it was still, it was still a lot more work. I didn't want to try to get another job doing that. So yeah. Yeah. Buy yourself a job basically. Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Although that's what we have now. We are full yeah. time into this. Um, awesome. Congratulations. Yeah. With, that's what we're doing full time and we're, we're having a blast with it.
1: That's great. Now, so you guys have owned other properties, you know, like we, like we spoke about what, what do you think would be your worst moment as a real estate investor, your worst deal? And what did you guys learn from that experience?
0: <laughs> mine's, mine's way back. Mine's I was in my mid twenties. Um, and I had just bought two large places over at the college campus. Um, right off the campus and I was cash flowing, no money down. I was cash flowing, um, about two times the minimum what a minimum wage job, full-time minimum wage job would pay back then. Hmm. Um, and I was just thinking I was invincible, could I could do anything. <laughs> I saw, I was driving somewhere and saw some house up on stilts, you know, like it was getting moved or whatever. Oh, yeah. or a trailer, and I found some property up, up by a lake. And I'm like, oh yeah, I'm gonna do that because, you know, all I do is make money. And that was just a horrible, dismal failure. I was on the side of a hill and it, it the. I'd put I'd financed everything on that deal through credit cards oh yeah that was awesome um, <laughs> and uh, we were supposed to get the house put down on the foundation and it rained for like which it never does for like two months straight and, and oh, man. the big the big vehicle and the crane that was gonna pick up that house and move is like we can't go up there we'll slide right off the side so I lost money and it was a headache on that so uh, I'm staying away from anything like that at the moment
1: so yeah yeah that's pretty high risk with the credit cards
0: <laughs> oh got it. oh yeah you know it was great going into the bank some 20 something year old punk going in there and I just I'm pulling out credit cards going I need 5,000 <laughs> off this one 3,000 money orders and it's like the president does he have a gun <laughs>
2: yeah. that's funny I guess uh I th- I think my worst experience was, you know, in the property I alluded to uh in, in in St. Louis. Um, I think I bought against all of my current criteria uh for market selection. Um it, you know, uh ha- household income was too low, uh property values were too low, um, poverty was too high, and there was a lot of <laughs> crime. <crying, laughs> so all those things that, you know, uh, I guess a newbie <laughs> real estate investor doesn't really know how to calculate, um, you know, you can. You can try to look at that path of progress and whatnot. Fortunately, uh, I didn't quite, you know, cash flow like I was supposed to, but you know, I, I think I sold it for you know a, a chunk more than what I paid for it. So I didn't I exited not too bad, but it wasn't worth the uh the late nights and all that stress. So
3: yeah, exactly. <laughs> that was that was
2: my probably my worst uh single family experience. The uh mo- worst multifamily experience uh that I think is kind of interesting is and I think a lot of people kind of face this challenge, um, but it's like, you know, hey, I'm going to, I'm going to, I want to be a GP and I want to raise. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you, you kind of create a long list of all the people that, you know, you know, and most people start with friends and family right. and uh, you write down maybe 20 people and you know that, you know, John's good for a hundred grand and, and this guy's good for, for this amount and this amount and this amount. And then you start calling and you're like, you commit to join a team and you're like, hey, I'm going to do this. I can raise a million. No problem. I wasn't <laughs> quite that ambitious or, or naive, but, uh, you know, I had a, a small goal and uh, fortunately um, the, the deal that I was a part of um, was, you know, was strong enough that, you know, some people picked up my, my slow moving investors <laughs> and, uh, and, and the deal got funded and, and it was a success. So it's mm-hmm. going
1: well. Yeah, it's funny capital raising is, is harder than people think, you know, <laughs> especially the first time around. It's I definitely learned that lesson as well. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah it's, it's,
0: it's, It can be a little nerve wracking. Um, you know, it's like we all come from different backgrounds. It's not like I've been a real estate guy my whole life. Um, you know, and a lot of people respect my opinion, you know, in the tech field, you know, I'm kind of like the go to guy. They call me people all over the country. Mm-hmm. But when I started talking about, you know, finances and investment, they didn't know me that way so it's you know trying to build some credibility that way uh, the first one was definitely the most difficult and you know i alluded to mindset change it was after i dumped did my first one i raised what i said i was going to it was a small amount um and i was done that was all my friends and family <laughs> <laughs> <Dropped out. laughs> yeah and andrew and i when we first started boy talk about mistakes we were just driving every market we could we spent a lot of time in the car but it's how we kind of got to know each other uh, good and the bad mm-hmm. and And he really challenged me with some things. He's like, why don't you raise for another deal? I'm like, I can't do that. And he came up with some interesting ideas that helped me switch. how I was thinking about it. And um, I I ended up raising on three more deals within just a couple of months. And so getting getting your first one done, getting a part of a deal at all. For me, that was a a very key moment in getting going, because then I, I started looking at, hey, this isn't just something I printed on a card. Mm-hmm. um, or put on a website, I actually can do this. This is what I'm, you know, I can make money at this. And, and this is a real thing. And, um, I think that perception I had of myself helped other people perceive me a little differently as well. So
1: mm-hmm. how was that, uh, that transition, I guess, from, you know, being a, a business owner and in the tech field, um, was the biggest challenge. Was that the mindset for you? Or what do you think? Um...
0: Um, I had joined, you know, prior or uh, just at the very—I mean, just weeks before the, all the lockdowns happened. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Perfect timing. And <laughs> um, in my my own business, uh, which was all you know, event-based, so trade shows, uh, corporate events, so all sorts of travel. Never at home. It was—I uh, was—I was set to have my biggest year ever. I had—I remember at one point just in January, which is not the busiest month i had four different teams in four different cities doing stuff for me at one time it's like this is going to be a great year Mm -hmm. and i was just going to do real estate at the end of the day (laughs) um thinking (laughs) i could just kind of do this part-time you know know, i'll just go find some apartment complexes i'll make a couple calls to brokers and everything will work out and uh (laughs) and that my whole you know industry that i've worked on for a couple decades just disappeared you know it still hasn't really recovered Um, there's, I'm starting to see some signs of life out there. Um, But yeah, so I I didn't have much of an option. It was like, well, I guess I could have done something else, but it's like, well, here's my chance. Let's go for it. You know, full bore. Mm -hmm. And and it was, I, you know, with all the uncertainty that happened in 2020 with what's going to happen, is everything going to fall apart? And I, I didn't really get moving much. I made a couple steps, steps backwards. And I think I'm sure that those were all necessary just to get my mind in a new place. Um, Mm -hmm. but even after Andrew and I got our second deal accepted (laughs) he looked at me and goes are we real syndicators yet (laughs) he he just knew that I had this thing of you know yeah yeah (laughs) (laughs) well what what was it it was uh Billy Madison or one of those movies where he said he got there he goes up to to play uh to play golf, he said. Oh, are you a golfer? He says, No, no, I'm a hockey player. I'm just golfing today. So yeah. Like I just happy Gilmore. Like right?
1: Yeah, yeah, that, that's <laughs> what it was.
0: <laughs> no, no, I'm just some trade show guy. I'm not. I'm not a real real estate guy. <laughs> yeah. So, so when he said that, he's like, Do you feel like a real one yet? It's like, Yeah, I guess this is what we're doing now.
1: So mm. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. <clears throat> what um, what myth do you guys want to debunk about syndication? There's so many out there. Um, what do you think is just, you know, pretty common, but not true at all? Well, I think, I think a lot of people say it's really
2: easy to get into it. And I think that kind of depends on the person. Um, it is, you know, the easiest way to get involved um, on a general partnership team is, well, first knowing, knowing people mm-hmm. uh, and, then, and then helping out with, with a raise you know, look over the deal, help out on the general partnership team um, and, then, and raise some capital. Yeah. Um, but to actually to to s- develop a relationship with uh, a broker, um, you know, you have to really know a market. You have to really know how to analyze the deal. A lot of things that take a ton of time. Um, so it's not always as easy as um, as some people make it out to be. Mm-hmm. Um, one thing that I do think is, is is pretty accurate is that once you get. Um, the ball rolling or like the snow, the snowball started, you know, it, it can really, um, start to accelerate, which is, which is fun. So George, yeah, I know this is kind of a question that, that you have some thoughts on. So what's that? What are you thinking?
0: Oh, I, I really agree with you. It's like, like, you know, as I alluded to the idea that I was just going to do this on the side, um, <laughs> I had done a couple uh, coaching programs that just say, Hey, you know, start small, get an eight unit, get a 12 unit. And, you know, and, i guess it's i don't know if this is a commonly held myth that that you can do this by yourself there this is a complete team sport especially Mm -hmm. at this scale it's like you know our our teams have you know we have in the teens amount of people on our team um that doesn't include all of our um the contractors and third-party vendors we hire it's like this is really about who you know Um, and maybe there's a type of person that can go out there and do it on their on their own but i could not i could not have done this at the end of my my work day. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, you know, my work days on the road were very long. And the idea that it takes uh well for one, when you want to talk to brokers, they usually want to talk on the weekdays. They like to be yeah. nine to five. <laughs> right. So um trying to do this just on a lunch a lunch break, I am not saying it can't be done, but sometimes it seems like some of the gurus make it seem like, well anybody can just go do this. And and it was it was a lot of work. But I I, I agree too, Andrew. It's like uh One of the myths I've heard, what is it? The law of the first deal. It's like, yeah, you know, after our first one, again, I'm sure it helped our mindset um, when we talked with investors, other G possible GPs, but also with the brokers, we noticed the brokers uh, treating us differently. And they're like, you're not, you know, anybody can talk the game, but to actually be able to pull this thing off, um, that was a, that's, that's a big one for us. So.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah. To be proven closers, you know, they know you're the real deal at that point. Right. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. You know, every time we talk to a broker, we're getting near, you know, on best and final. We're like, well, what's it gonna take? And they're like, well, of course, price. And they always say it's not price. They said it's the surety of closing. That's the thing <laughs> that we the Like, it is price. It is price. <laughs> <play."> <laughs> price is always part of it. Yeah. <laughs> it's not price, but you need to raise your offer by a half a million dollars. Right, yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, great. <laughs> That's funny. Well, looking if you were in a you know, if somebody's starting out brand new, what do you think would be the top maybe four people that they would have to focus on to get on their team to at least start and, you know, look at deals and underwrite deals? And, you know, what would be your recommendations?
3: I feel like
2: there's a lot like, so I was in the same boat, you know, a few years ago, like in this, in in the syndication space. And it's like, you know, I had a a call with a a pretty well-known guy in the, in the industry. And I was, and I did exactly what most kind of like new or, or green folks do. It's like, they're, Hey, I want to add value. I'm here to help. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they're like, okay, well, how can you help? And you're like, uh, you know, it's like, well, I could do this, I could do this, I could do this. But if you haven't done anything and you, you can't show me that you're adding value, you know, it's like, Hey, I wish you the best of luck, but like, why should I? Right. Why should I work with you? I mean, like, yeah, I, I, I don't <laughs> need to go get me stuff. coffee, you know?
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so Yeah, that's a, if you're starting to build your team from scratch, who are the four people you'd get? It almost seems like the path that I would recommend is kind of what Andrew is saying is I would try to become a part of somebody else's team first. Mm -hmm. Um, And it seems like, you know, what we're always looking for is somebody that can help, you know, help, help with certain events, but definitely bringing in some, some capital with you. Mm -hmm. You know, um, being able to do that, 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 that definitely helps. You can get in a lot of deals and th- what you learn by getting people coffee at that point, you know, oh, let me, <laughs> let me analyze this part or let me do this thing. You know, it's not like they couldn't do it themselves. It's kind of like, I'm sure it was working with me on the first couple of deals. It's kind of like when I, when I want to teach my kids to do something new,
1: mm-hmm. it's
0: like, it's going to take me longer than if I just do it myself. Mm-hmm. Right. <clears throat> And so I know that you know when we were when we were more green uh, than we are now, that a lot of the people helped us out, and I knew it, it spent extra their time. So it's not like you add value; it's more like okay, I'm going to do a little bit. I can maybe help some capital raising, but but really, you're going to take some time to train me. So finding a good team that you can be a part of that'll let you be a part of their deal, it gets your name on on a deal um, at least in your mind, the way you can post it on social media of, Hey, I just closed on a 300 unit apartment complex and no, I right. wasn't the main guy, you know, yeah. <laughs> uh, but there, there's something with that, with building credibility. Um, some of my investors uh, were just friends from Facebook that saw, I posted, Hey, I closed this deal and guy called me up and says, what's going on with this? Tell me about what's happening. And oh, wow. so when the next deal came up, he was raring to go. Mm-hmm. So that's, that's probably why that's, that's my, how I would suggest people get going. If you're going to start building your own team, I think one thing Andrew and I still try to look for, um, we don't focus on a single market per se. We like finding a lot of these overlooked markets, you know, Mm. rather than, um, you know, trying to go down to Orlando or Phoenix or, you know, Dallas, all these great places. Maybe we'll do that sometime, but we're trying to find a lot of these overlooked up and coming places. Um, But a lot of times people will bring us deals from these other areas that might fit our criteria, and we realize right away, well, who's gonna be our property manager up there? And it seems yeah. like that's really one of the, the key components in us operating well with the deal is it's like is a good property manager. Cause you're mm-hmm. gonna rely on them to be the boots on the ground, to be the bad guy with the tenants and have to fire staff. And, right. that, and that sort of thing. And, and we, we picked a, our first property manager, we picked, we fell in love with them. the vice president was a great guy. Really? We were ready to go. And then just to come find out that people were like, uh, they don't perform well. They don't push um, what they need to. And thank goodness we didn't actually move forward with them. But I would say if you're going to do anything, find a good property manager.
1: Mm-hmm. That's great advice. Actually. Yeah. The management can make or break the deal. You know, absolutely. I've seen it I've seen it happen. <laughs> So one more question and we'll get into our five to thrive. Okay. So looking back, knowing what you know now, if you could talk to your 18, 20 year old self, right? Going back, what would you tell that that young man uh, to do differently or or nothing at all?
0: Andrew, you go first. It was a, <laughs> no, Your 18 yeah. year old self is up. not that far away from you.
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Um... Well, I think, I think I joined the Marine Corps right after high school. So I think, I think that was an actual, like, that, that was a good move. Mm-hmm. Um, I, you know, like most, uh, young, young Marines, uh, definitely kind of squandered away what little we made. Um, I think, <laughs> that, you know, I could have been a little bit more, uh, intentional about, and I guess, investments at that point. Um, yeah. Um, as far as real estate, starting doing that at 18, I mean, fortunately, we, we started getting you know, single family homes with VA loans and, and and in Northern Colorado, they definitely kind of uh, set us up at a good traje- trajectory. Um, so that's about it for that. George, what do you got?
0: <laughs> uh, it's funny because I've been different than Andrew and I have. I've gone through a midlife crisis, you know, <laughs> it's more of pondering my mortality and such, um, <laughs> Which I think he's he's a little wiser at a younger age than I am, you know, probably being a Marine and having to ponder your mortality, um, where right. I just was kind of carefree for quite some time. Um, and I just remember telling somebody just recently, it was like, I don't think old George and young George would get along very well. <laughs> <laughs> young George was more or less fairly stupid. And, uh, yeah, he was a fun guy, but... Uh, I guess on the, on life sort of thing, I remember somebody telling me and I didn't listen to him and I wish I would have. He said, God, I was in my 20s and this was a successful business owner. He goes, if you take a guy who spends 10% more than he earns every month and you take a guy who spends 10% less than he earns and he goes, and you look at that guy after 10 years, they're going to be vastly different, which makes sense. And point, I was like, man. oh, okay. And maybe I I acknowledged it, but I didn't I didn't live it. So that's probably the life thing I would try to tell young George. Oh. Um Mm-hmm. But then um you know i guess as i said I, I got into real estate and then just got out of it you know i had a hard time and I, it was after that one with the where we were going to move the house that went so horribly that i just kind of got out of it i, I should have told myself stick with it i would have mm-hmm. you know done that so
1: that's great advice guys yeah so now if anybody wants to contact you how how should they go about and reach out to you and maybe your social media information too
2: yeah, you can find me on LinkedIn. Um, just Andrew Moore um, with Hill Creek Capital. Um, my website's hillcreekcapital.com. My email's to Andrew at hillcreekcapital.com.
0: Okay. Yeah, you can. Uh, my email's George at Freedom Point Ventures. I couldn't get a longer domain. That's as many as <laughs> they would sell me. Yeah, so i uh, got freedompointventures.com.
1: that's okay, so, great. Awesome. Yeah, we'll put that in the show notes too. So people can just uh, you know hyperlink right to it.
0: Great, great. Cool,
1: thanks so now our five to thrive so this is uh, just a word association game I'm just gonna rapid fire basically five words or phrases and just give me back whoever wants to go Uh,
0: do you want to just alternate Andrew
2: I thought you were going to talk the whole time anyway I was going to say you
0: know I normally do so (laughs) I'm trying to equal time here
1: (laughs) so yeah just give me the first you know word or phrase comes to mind but you can't repeat your answer is the only thing
0: okay all right, you guys ready? Okay, Andrew, you're first. I'll take I'll take two and four. You take we'll one. We'll see time. how it goes. All right. Yeah. All, right.
1: <laughs> <laughs> all right. First one is entrepreneurship.
2: Challenging. Busy. Passive, Busy. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Passive income.
0: <laughs> Can we say a phrase or just a word?
1: Yeah, phrase, phrase or a word. Yeah, right? yeah.
0: Road to wealth.
1: Freedom. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Syndication. Fun. Fun. <laughs> <laughs> Tax reduction.
0: Hell yeah. <laughs> 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 mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> and multifamily real estate. Yeah.
0: Passion. My passion. Yeah. Partnership.
1: Mm-hmm. Great answers, guys. Well, it's been a blast having you guys on here. I really appreciate the time. You bet. And uh, looking nice. forward to this one coming out.
3: Yeah.
2: Awesome. Yeah, Thanks, good. man. Lots of fun. Appreciate
3: you.